My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. And we are sitting down from Cloud City Comics and Toys in the Shopping Town Mall with Mr. Jeff Watkins himself. I'm not going to roll through all the nicknames. No, no, it's cool. Actually, what I like best about you guys is you guys have your awesome opening theme song. Freaking Geek Pod with a Geek Pod. Everybody loves a Geek Pod. Freaking Geek Pod. You realize I'm isolating us and putting that to music. <laughs> yeah. That's like the new Geek Pod theme song right there. That's not quite how the lyrics go, but I like that. I like, I like that a lot. <laughs> grab your crew and grab your squad. We're going to go home and listen to Geek Pod. <laughs> Love that. That's awesome. <laughs> So before Mike Power Girl has a nice bod <laughs> Geek Squad <God>. Geek Squad <laughs> Brought to you by Best Buy <laughs> Somebody else was saying that the other day At uh, the Syracuse Comic Con Somebody kept saying Geek Squad And I corrected him I was like what kind of imbecile What moron Me I'm that moron It's <laughs> <laughs> all good If that's the worst we get called I'll, I'll take it Yeah Yeah I, I have to agree uh, So Jeff why are we here today? What do you got going on? Today is local comic shop day. Uh, a brilliant idea conceived by Comics Pro. Um, a lot of people don't know Comics Pro is an organization of comic shop owners. Um, great group. I'm proud to be a part of. Um, I went to Portland to attend the Retailer Summit earlier in the year. Best event of the year I've been to. Uh, I love what they're doing. And actually, I think the comic shop owners do need to band together. I think we do need to almost unionize because, uh, and we'll get to that later, but uh, they've conceived this local comic shop day as comics have evolved as a form of storytelling into movies, into TV. Uh, you can get your superhero stuff anywhere now. Every, every big box retailer. You don't, you don't have to go to the comic shop anymore. And in that, we're losing what makes comics great and unique. And uh, so local comic shop day is a way to be like, hey, Let's let's visit the local comic stores. That's where the first like, hey, who'd win in a fight conversation. Yes. That's where you find the most passionate people, and that's where you find the real comics. That's where you get your hands dirty. And we at Cloud City, I think we've got the the best group of clients ever. Passionate, real passionate guys. I mean, my cell phone has rang at like three o'clock in the morning on a Sunday night, and I answer. I'm like, hello, hello, hey, hello, what's up? And someone's like, hey, man, sorry to bug you to say it at night, but who would win in a fight? <laughs> like, and that's not, a, that's not an exaggeration. That legit has happened and more than once. And, uh, so it, local comic shop day is, is a chance to get together. And there's exclusive items that are only available at local comic shop day. Um, all the publishers pitching in. Um, 
the Champions number one with a Neil Adams uh, exclusive cover, the DC Rebirth hardcover edition that's exclusive to today. Um, Image put out a Lion Cat statue from Saga. and um, Oh, I saw that. That looks really cool. I just... Saga is such a brilliant book uh the the new action figures had just come out and i thought that was like totally killer and uh i, I love that like marco and alana are getting uh action figure treatment yes. and uh you know emerging publishers like valiant uh who we also love and black mask studios which is putting out some killer stuff with uh four kids walking to a bank and they recently put out we can never go home those guys have some cool stuff uh so it's just this is an awesome time awesome day you know before the Black Friday mayhem in the month of holiday shopping. It's a way to be like, you know, this is your local comic store. And A, we need the support. And and B, I think comic shops are where it all really begins, where it all really started. I mean, when you see those old pictures of the World War II era of kids, like, loaded into, like, drugstores with 10-cent copies of, you know, Superman and... and they're reading those books those old black and white photos and all the kids have crew cut like that's that's marvelous and it evolved into like the first comic stores in the 80s and and this farther back than that really but uh it, it just comes so full circle that comic shops need their own day <laughs> because it's like you can get this stuff at barnes and noble you can get this stuff at big box stores but ultimately this is this is where it really goes down. This is the spot. I mean, this, this is where... I mean, if you're into any of this stuff, if you're passionate about this, this is the place you need to be on a weekly basis. Couldn't agree more. I mean, well, then you get people like me who are here multiple times a week. <laughs> but... <laughs> you're not the only one, my friend, I promise. Sure. Yeah, I was thinking about this this morning, knowing we were coming to this event um, to kind of celebrate local shops. And uh, we've talked in the past, and it... it, it it kind of seems to me like uh, the industry doesn't always take care of you guys, but uh, wouldn't it, maybe it's not the industry? Maybe it's Diamond. Maybe it's the uh, the ones who get them out there. But it seems to me like if they only made money on the copies of books that actually sold, they wouldn't make it. And really, you guys are keeping the industry afloat. If I'm not asking a question that would step on too many toes, uh, yeah. Let's pull the curtain back a little bit. Um, as a lot of people don't don't realize how the industry works, and for better for worse, here, here goes. You have your publishers, which are the two, the two, the big two, as you've heard them called, DC and Marvel, and then you've got uh, publishers like like Image and Dark Horse, who've been around a long time, and you've got Black Mask and Valiant, like we talked about earlier. And you have these Archie. I mean, I can name them all. Um, Albatross, which is uh, emerging as is one of the premier publishers, and IDW. So you have these publishers and they make their comics and they sell them to comic stores. And then they go on the shelves. As comic stores, for the vast, vast, most part, like once we bought the comic, we own it. So you'll see like on a website like Bleeding Cool, it'll say, you know, this this comic sold X hundred thousand. And that doesn't mean that it sold to customers per se. It just means that like comic stores ordered them. It's called a it's a direct market system, and once we bought them as retailers, we own them. Um and same goes for a lot of toys and action figures, and it comes through a distribution named Diamond. Uh, Diamond is a monopoly distribution. They, if you're carrying comics, you're going through Diamond. They don't have to. If you're unhappy or unsatisfied or your stuff comes up damaged, there's no, well, I'll go somewhere else. Right. There is no nowhere else. Um, now, what's been happening lately is uh, Marvel was absorbed by Disney. They bought them for about $4 billion. Uh, Disney made that back with the first two movies they released, and that's a that's some killer profit. 
and uh, with that killer profit, they decided to buy Star Wars. And but when we say Star Wars, we don't realize how big that is. Star Wars owns Hasbro. Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast puts out Magic the Gathering. So when I started my company almost you know nine years ago, uh, and and I've been doing Comic Cons for 10, 11 years before that. When um when that was the case, there was no. Disney real involvement like if somebody bought a collection of toys to, if they brought that to my store and I bought their collection there was like a little Donald Duck action figure in it that would be the only way I'd have right. really Disney product in my store um, but now Disney's responsible for 60% of better of what's on comic store shelves and uh, AT&T recently made a move to acquire Time Warner which owns DC and uh, what's been going on we, when we came up with Marvel vs. DC right and the big fight was like can Superman beat up Hulk? Can you know? Can Batman outsmart Tony Stark? Like that was like the big thing. But as we move towards a very corporate culture, we're looking at Disney, which is a very corporate entity. I'm not saying that to be critical. That's just the truth. Mm-hmm. And they answer to shareholders every quarter. So instead of playing a long game lately, it seems like there's a you got to outdo. Nobody wants to be the person who turned in a quarter that wasn't as good as last quarter. So the way to make those numbers is to oversell to stores and uh, what a lot of people don't realize is you know you see like a Star Wars action figure variant for a comic that you want awesome we had to order 125% of what we ordered two months ago to be eligible to even order that variant and in some cases you're committing to hundreds of dollars worth of unsold comics to be able to sell you know you're committing to a hundred dollars worth of purchases to sell twenty dollars worth of comics and that's not sustainable as a business model uh and more so, um, a problem I've been running into, and I think a lot of stores are starting to get smart to this, is you know Marvel has a lot of good movies coming out, as does DC. So eight, nine, ten months before a big movie comes out, we want to have that stuff on our shelves because people go to the movie theater and they see the movie, and then if they end up in a comic store, we got to be able to be like, oh, you know, you liked Suicide Squad, you liked Doctor Strange, you, you liked Civil War. Here's a load of great stuff we've got for you. But what I've been noticing in the past like year or two is we'll get these solicits. This movie's coming out. You want this product. Get a bunch of it. So place those orders. The movie comes out. My orders have not arrived. Meanwhile, Disney stores got a huge display right when you walk in the door full of that merchandise. I don't. Two, three months, four months after the movie has come out, I get shipped that stuff. Yeah, you get your, finally get your, your wave of figures. Can't return it. Can't turn the order down. Sure as shit, can't sell it. Um, so it's a way for Disney to double their sales at the expense of comic shops. And ultimately, I mean, and, and the proof's in the pudding. I got, my Civil, I got some Civil War merchandise from the movie last week. Ouch. Oh. Last week, I got some... What, May, right? (laughs) That movie was out in May, and I'm getting, like, statues and stuff last week for Civil War, the movie. That's insane. A lot of Suicide Squad stuff that I ordered, I got everything except for Harley Quinn and Joker. Got a ton of Diablos and Katanas and Rick Flags. No Harley, no Joker. Not a problem for Hot Topic. Not a problem for Barnes & Noble. Definitely not a problem for Walmart. But we're getting the bone and we're getting it hard and um, I think it needs to be addressed I think it needs to get talked about because let's not forget this was this 
started in comic stores. It might be the biggest thing in entertainment in decades, but it started with us. And we're becoming monsters. We're becoming victims of a monster we created, that we made. We love this form of storytelling. We love these superheroes. They're, they're iconic to us and they always have been. <clears throat> and when we sing their praises, and when we made them cool, we made them so cool that now we're... They're getting, too cool for us. We're getting wet dry. Yeah. yeah, and it's uh, it's rough. And it's annoying. Annoying is not the word. It's heartbreaking to uh, open up a catalog that I'm ordering out of and just Marvel puts out a black page, just a black square, and it says, Civil War II, 8 of 8, classified, cover by TBA, variant cover TBA, TBA. And I'm supposed to order that. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know who's drawing it. I don't know who's drawing the variants for it, but I'm supposed to like invest my capital into that. Poster A, poster B, poster C, poster D, and they're all four black squares. I don't even know what the poster is. Good lord! That's yeah. That, that I want to order. Sense. I want a Venom variant. Order a hundred and fifty. Order three hundred percent to uh, what you ordered of Moon Knight number whatever, and you can order this variant by artist to be determined so things that are completely separate like like yeah what does moon knight have to do with venom you have to go to moon knight i mean now if you're talking to me i'm like shit yeah buy moon knight but that's me but it's part of course but it's it's part of a bigger yeah and it's part of a bigger syndrome most of the comics that are being put out especially at marvel are being creatively imagined the storytelling is being guided by their politics in their movies. Robert Downey Jr. wants too much money to be Iron Man? Well, then Iron Man doesn't exist anymore. You like Guardians of the Galaxy? Sorry, Guardians of the Galaxy is space venom and thing from Fantastic Four. Well, you like Fantastic Four? Too bad. Fox has the movie rights, so we don't put out Fantastic Four. That's not fair. No. Basically, what's happening is these people are going to the movies and they're like, I like this movie. I'm going to go to a comic store. Where can I get this? Sorry, you can't. That doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't. And, it, and, it, and how am I supposed to... How am I, as a comic store, suppose, the originator of this cool phenomenon, how am I supposed to capitalize on it? And, the, and again, the proof is in the pudding. Talking to comic store owners who've been open 15, 20, 25 years, talking about doing a GoFundMe. That's... To wow. stay open, sad and insane. It, it blows your mind, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And uh, so, a local comic shop day is is important. Um, and and you know, there's there's a day for everything now. There's Doctor Who Day. There's Batman Day. There's every day is Doctor every day, day is well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so I just just watching the way the industry is trending. I think comic shop owners have to be smart. We have to band together, and I, we have to realize what we're up against. Because the question for Marvel, are you my partner or are you my competitor? And if you're my partner, I want to treat you like my partner. If you're my competitor, I'm going to treat you like my competitor. Because if I'm ordering all this product and I'm not getting it on time so you can put it in Disney Store, I'm going to order accordingly. Right. And we're already up against digital. We're already up against all this stuff. So the industry, if I'm being honest, if we're pulling the curtain back and being honest with each other comic shops need your support comic shops deserve America's support oh 100% let me ask you to put a number on it then given your experience in the industry if tomorrow 
every local comic shop closed, and they subsisted on only subscriptions, meaning only people who are actually buying those comics. How how much do you think that their profits would drop? How big of a percentage do you think sits on store shelves unsold? I mean, I'm going to be dead honest with you. If comic stores shuttered tomorrow, this whole entertainment medium as we know it would be gone in months. If really would, it really, really would. We're the we're the ones that started this, that make this happen every day, every week. Mm-hmm. Every every single week. There'd be a couple superhero movies, but why do people go see superhero movies? Because they love the characters. Let's let's yeah. go back to, to let's go back to like the first wave of superhero movies. Why do you think people went? Because it was new and innovative? No. Comics have been around since this this, this I mean Spider Man's been around since the sixties. So that's people that people were like Spider Man wasn't some new concept. People went to these movies because they all everybody had a comic friend. Everybody had a comic buddy that was like, this is, this is awesome. I mean, we're all comic nerds right here. So oh, how yeah. many times have you gotten, hey, man, I'm going to see uh, this movie. Tell me a little bit about this character. I'm going to see Doctor Strange. What happened? Hey, what's that post-credit scene mean? How many, how many times have you been asked that? Um, every, every time one of these movies comes out, I, I get that at work because I'm the, the comic geek. At, at the yes, point, so. e- exactly. So if they didn't have us to talk to you, and they didn't have us to, to translate. Sure. Come on, let's be honest. Let's be real. Let's let's be honest about this. So, <clears throat> the best one was two weeks ago. My buddy Andrew, the one that came to visit us at uh, Zombie Ball. Yeah. He he pulls me aside. He's like, "Okay, I have a very important question. We were at a party the other night, and it turned into an argument. Is Thor a god or a demigod?" And I just stopped that. I'm like. <laughs> Why am I not being invited to these parties? First of all, <laughs> you know, so because I was never at those kind of parties; those weren't the fun ones. But I mean, yeah, so that that happens all the time, right? And you, well, I you don't know, have any friends much, right? except for you guys, so I <laughs> nobody talks to me. Wow, way to bring the mood down. <laughs> oh no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, it's, it's no, it's true. We had dinner the other day, and the server came up and said, "And what can I get you?" And he goes, "Friends." No, I just came. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. But um, <laughs> we're never good to dinner with you. But <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. That's I'm playing. great. Stop tripping. <laughs> My point being this: like, without comic stores, we're the rudder, and without it, this whole thing is rudderless. And um, I'm looking forward to the next Comics Pro uh, Retailer Summit um, in February of next year in uh, in Memphis, and I'm looking forward to confronting it. Um, you know, DC Comics, much to their credit, uh, earlier in the year, they they stepped into a pretty rough meeting um, where they were criticized very vocally for pretty for hours, and they responded with Rebirth and Rebirth Awesome. Yes, and it's great selling, and they do returnability, which supports us as a store and gives us the confidence to order and stock our shelves with it. Marvel needs to adopt that policy. Do you think We've, they will? Being backed by Disney, though, or do you think you guys will just get a big old middle finger? I don't know if they're going to do it in a timely fashion, but I can tell you my Marvel orders are reduced. I mean, they're putting out way too many titles with way too many variants. It's impossible to satiate that demand, and their their ordering tiers don't make sense. So uh, I want to stay enthusiastic about it, but if I'm going to... Uh, they got to give me the financial incentive to do it. Right. Because I am... Wild. I, like, I, like I always say, man, i got two hats. One hat is that I've been doing this my whole life. 
I love comics. Love these superheroes. I, I know everything about them. I know what time the clock has to be set to in Wayne Manor to access the Batcave. I know Spider-Man's birthday. I know those things because I, I love them. That's my one hat. Comics since training wheels. The other hat is it's my job. It's my career. It's If my kids bring lunch to school that day, it's because this paid for it. Right. And the hats don't, two hats don't fit on your head at the same time. So I want to be way more enthusiastic about this stuff. I want to, I want to love it more, but the publishers have to, and, and distribution has to get on board. Because we're the only facet of, this, of any industry that's treated like this. In no other industry do you have a monopoly distribution where you, right. have, where you have to be like, oh, I just got $700 worth of damages out of my $2,000 shipment. What does that do to a small business? Right. And it happens all the time. All the time. That's not fair. No. And the publishers being like, hey, you know, uh, you have to order, you have to commit to more than you can sell in order to satiate the demand. And meanwhile, we're competing with you across town at Disney Store. Hardcore. That doesn't, that, that's crazy. That's it insane. Is. When I was a kid, I was a newspaper boy. Yeah, I, I mean, for you young guys, you don't remember what a paper boy is, but there was this thing called newspaper. And um, as a 10 year old kid with a bicycle, I bought my newspapers and then I put them together on, on Sunday or whatever day it was, rode my bike at the crack of dawn, put the newspapers everywhere they had to be, and at the end of the week, I would collect. I had a little booklet, and I'd be like, hey, sir, that's $3.50 for the week, or $5, whatever it was, and if they did not answer their door, if they didn't want to pay, or in some cases, they were like, get off my lawn, kid, too bad, to hell with you, the newspaper company got paid. They got their money. The client got their paper. But my, whether or not I got paid was a question mark. It was up to whether or not everybody wanted to keep up their end of the bargain, and that doesn't happen a lot. So I would, that came out of my end. And here I am, 30 years later, 40 years old, feeling like a glorified paper boy because Marvel gets paid, DC gets paid, Diamond gets paid, shit, UPS gets paid when they deliver it. Right. Um, the client gets the comic, gets the toy, gets the poster, gets the sweatshirt, but my my profit margin is a big question mark, and to see these comic shop owners, we're working twelve, we're working open to close at 40, 50, 60 years of age, and watching people come in and be like, I can get it cheaper on Amazon. Well, Amazon doesn't pay for your schools or your fire departments or your police departments, like small business does. Right. So it's imperative that people start acknowledging and embracing the comic store, or and I'm not being dramatic when I say this, or the landscape of storytelling and fiction in this world is going to change more than it already has. That's just a fact. It's a depressing one, too. And I mean, with, with something that, like, just you, I've grown up with this stuff, and I don't want to see that happen. It can't come to that. So get you your know, it's, out here. We can look at it as depressing, but I look at it as empowering because in the end, it just challenges me to, to be the best store I can be and to do the best job. And to, and to get my, my fingernails in the ink. That's, that's awesome. And, you know, we're, it's not meant to be, like, doom and gloom. I don't mean to be like, this industry is going off the rails. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not. It's, it's a great industry with great, great characters. And for the most part, great comic shop owners and, and great people and people that are really passionate. But I just, you know, we can make a drastic improvement by influencing the way Disney does business. And also... By just supporting our local comic stores. And a lot of people listen to this and think, well, you know, I can get it cheaper on Amazon. That's not the way to go. Or, you know, I can buy this action figure at, uh, at Walmart for cheaper. That's, that's not the way to go. No. 
It's not. Absolutely not. And if you, uh, and, and people that pirate their comics, they download them for free and steal them. It's wrong, man. Like, give it back. We're a community. Act, let's act like it. We're, we're not, there's a difference between a scene and a community. A scene is where you go to look cool and get high fives and, you know, kind of be a tourist. A community is built on a cohesive relationship where we support each other and everybody gets what they need. Ask yourself, are you in a comic scene or are you in a comics community? And if you answered scene, time to make some changes. Right. Get that. I always love it when he comes back because it always gets so fucking deep. I know. So fast. I love it. He needs his own show. We've, we've discussed this. My own show. Because <laughs> right, you have more time for that, right? <laughs> I don't think any comic store owner does right now. Um, it, but it's... It, and I mean what I say. I'm being sincere and I'm not trying to be dramatic. I just... I dream of a day where I don't need to uh, hear of comic shops, you know, struggling at the hands of garbage like that. Yeah. It's just not. It doesn't work for me. We're in the hero business. We're in the superhero business. We know how superheroes are supposed to act. We've been reading it our whole life. We've been sharing it with each other since we were kids. Like, let's be honest. We know, we know how things are supposed to be. The answer's right in front of us. I can't follow that. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Watkins. <laughs> yeah, just just saying, I, I have to walk out of here with one of those copies of Champions, so save me one. I mean, seriously, Neil Adams drawing Nova, I can't let that go. He's Neil Adams, I mean... Exactly. I actually love Champions, number one. Like, I wanted to hate that book, and it was actually awesome. And, like, it was great, and I love... I, to that extent, I love what's going on. There's... Civil War's kind of relevant. Uh, a nation divided? Hello. That's very relevant to our time right now. Uh, one generation of younger superheroes being put off by the older superheroes and them not being able to see eye to eye. I mean, how many times do we hear the millennials, uh, everybody gets a trophy argument and going back and forth? Like, like it's, it's relevant, and comics should be relevant, and I'm glad that they are. But, so let's put our money where our mouth is, because Champions Number 1 said it perfectly. I mean, how many times do you go on Facebook and you see the, oh, look at these spoiled millennial babies, and it's like... I don't know, man. Like, they can't get an education without a lifetime of debt. Right. They can't get a job without the education that includes a lifetime of debt. And they've just found out that their vote and democratic processes means nothing. Like, of course young people are going to be disillusioned and old people aren't going to understand why. Of course, we, my son, for example, he's 17 years old. He's graduating high school. And I'm 40. By, for, by comparison, a, a young dad of a kid in high school. Um, but... I had my first computer when he was one year old. That's the first computer I ever owned. He has grown up with cell phones and computers and then iPads, and he grew up with a level of technology. So, of course, the generation gap is going to be wider than it's ever been in the history of mankind because the way we communicate has been wildly different for the, for the first time in the history of mankind. So I understand it, and, and comics do a great job of touching on that. It's awesome. And, and I like how comics are trying to be inclusive. Riri Williams is great. Riri Williams is awesome. To have a 15-year-old woman of color as a marquee superhero in Iron Man, I think it's genius. I love it. I just wish it wasn't motivated by Robert Downey Jr.'s salary demands. Like, yeah. let's, you know, let's be genuine about that. Let's be genuine about the fact that, like, the call for diversity... And I get it. I get that if people want Captain America to be Steve Rogers. I, I can see that side of it. But in talking to uh, a gay comic creator and a racial minority comic creator recently, 
and them describing what it's actually like to be a marginalized person in society in a comic store, it it's tough, and it shouldn't be. It never should be. So I, I love the content of comics. I love what they're touching on. I love that they're relevant. But let's be genuine, and let's be financially viable, and let's mean what we're saying as an industry. And being socially relevant is not a new phenomenon in comics. Nope. Uh, Green Arrow and Green Lantern, I mean... The, the the page where um, where, where John Stewart actually is like you know you defend purple you defend red green like on distant planets like time to defend urban neighborhoods defend the blacks like that's that's poignant even the X Men has roots in the civil rights struggle like even Captain America and Superman have roots I mean the fact that the original comic creators were Jews who had to hide their names Stan Lee isn't his real name but. He couldn't get a job as a Jewish American back in those days. That that, that didn't happen. So I, comics have always been rooted in social struggle. And the big social struggle that we know in America right now is financial, is economic. And let's, let's buck that. Let's beat that. Let's be the vanguards I know we are. Let's be at the forefront of social change because I know comics can do it. You know how I know we can do it? We've been doing it since the day comics were really a thing. Yes, all the so way back. Let's be real. Let's let's be honest. Let's and let's pull the curtain back and let's have an honest dialogue. Because people being like, everything's great <laughs> isn't it's not great. It's awesome. It's not great. <laughs> you know, let's let's call it what it is. So Champions One, awesome book. One of many awesome books right now. I mean there's so many books on the rack that are like just genius. I can I could rattle off 20 titles that are absolutely phenomenal. And what's crazy is people aren't even catching on yet, but they will. Like Black Hammer by Jeff Lemire uh, from Dark Horse. Top five book. Really? Ugh. Amazing. Like Saga good. And I don't say Saga good about anything other than Saga. <laughs> but, like, but like, so good. And um, there's just so much good stuff coming out from all these publishers. And it's... it's, it's we can be the next great thing we can be or it can be the 90s again and we can be pogs let's <laughs> let's not be pogs like, let's be, I agree with that let's, let's have a cohesive relationship with our client base that is consistent with the quality of storytelling out there like Image puts out these books and I it's so tough I'm like well a new number one with a great creative team and I know it's a labor of love and it's not editorially derailed like Hadrian's Wall is like three issues in and it's amazing discipline from image just awesome it's just all these books that come out that are great and Black Mask on this great stuff Valiant's putting out some of the best stuff that's come out ever ever and Rebirth is putting out like all-star Batman like I don't know how Scott Snyder does it if somebody like actually like went to Scott Snyder's house and he had the greatest fiction writers in the world all chained to his basement like writing for him, I wouldn't be surprised because <laughs> that dude does not know how to turn out a shitty book. Like All Star Batman is like this gauntlet, and if you're not reading All Star Batman, um, basically he's trying to save Two Face because they f- he found a way. The Harvey side of Two Face has been like, you can save me. The Two Face side of Two Face has stolen all this top secret information that everyone has ever kept all their secrets, all their dirty underwear, everything, and he says, kill Batman and come rescue me, and I'll give you all the money from the three richest gangsters in the world. Don't rescue me, and everybody's secrets get leaked. So, Batman is fleeing Gotham, and everyone everywhere is trying to... It opens up with, like, a diner of... A restaurant full of diners trying to kill him. 
wow. for the money or because they don't want their secrets leaked. And it's just, it's like punching the gut every page. Everybody's trying to get a piece of him. And it, it's, it's, it encapsulates kind of the Batman's role. Like, I believe in humanity. I believe that humanity will come through, but it's really being challenged right now. And what a killer story. Like, Steve Orlando is putting out such amazing stuff that DC just named him like the writer of Justice League and he's bringing in Lobo and doing all this like amazing stuff like there's so much cool stuff happening there's so much going on that's like worthy of excitement and worthy of us being like this is so cool this is awesome it's just time for the people the bean counters the people that do the marketing at these big companies to put their head somewhere other than their ass that would be awesome hate to put it that way no I mean it's it's true though I mean because like if, if I wasn't sitting at this table hearing about these books, I wouldn't know about them. Like, I, I know all about the new stuff that Marvel's putting out, and that's it. And, and then whatever's in my little microcosm of the weird-ass books that I read, like Moon Knight and Nova, the stuff that no one else is apparently reading. But, um, I mean, I, I don't stray very far from that because of the whole dollar not stretching that far anymore, with it as expensive as new books are. Sure. But, so it makes it tough. I mean, I wish I could branch out more. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and it's it's hard to even know what's... Uh, we're lucky because, you know, we have you here to tell us about things like Saga. I'd never heard of Saga until you brought it up. Sure. You know, things like that. But that's my job yeah. as a comic shop owner. And my my job is to be an ambassador. And yes, thank you. We'd that's that. what we would lose if comics became digital only at your Disney store. Like, it's gone. It's gone, and it won't survive that way. I mean, they can't... The 17-year-old they got working the counter can't even tell me where the bathroom is or the food court, you know? They're not going to tell me what good new books are coming out from a, a smaller publisher or something like that. They just, there wouldn't be gonna, small yeah. publishers. No. Yeah. There wouldn't exist. There'd be Marvel and DC. Speaking of smaller publishers, um, is there something going on with Avatar? Um, I'm not sure. Because it seems like they're releasing a lot less books than they, they were. Well... A lot of Avatar is reliant on a couple of their creators, one being Alan Moore, who takes hiatuses, um, another being Garth Ennis, uh, who, and they both deserve hiatuses. They both turned out, Garth Ennis has put out some of the best stuff of the last 20 years. Um, and uh, since we're on that topic, uh, Steve Dillon. Yes. What a loss. Like, what a devastating that between that and darwin cook and you're just like are you kidding me like is that is that even real like i mean garth ennis and steve Dillon, uh of course created preacher which is my number one of all time preacher's my number one comic of all time um so i don't know if, if what's going on with avatar um i'm not sure i've seen a lot of growth in boundless as a company a lot of their covers are not family friendly so I can't put them out on the shelf but uh, I'm definitely moving some of it and uh, I don't know I'm not sure what's going on with Avatar I don't know um, but they're one of many I mean there's you could name a lot of, five years ago you could name three or four publishers uh, now I mean they're and, and they're valid like Avatar Boundless uh, Black Mask IDW um Boom is putting out some great stuff. Uh, I, c- I could name, and that's that's just the A's and B's. Like that's not even, right. <laughs> like we haven't even gone the surface, down yeah. the. Uh, even Udon is still doing great 
Street Fighter stuff. It's there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Nice. Yeah, I, I've noticed because we, we checked uh, what's coming out. Because yeah. when we do our recommendations now, I try to start something new where we'll at least give a suggestion about one that's coming next to drive people in to grab a book that actually that week. Because usually we're about a week or two late when we do yeah. our recommendations. But um, I, I was looking through the list this morning when I could, so I could do mine and. The amount of publishers there are now, and I'm just like, I don't know who any of these people are. And they're putting it's out amazing. good stuff. It's not, you know, there's publishers that aren't, but there, there's a lot of great books out there. Things that I, I'm constantly surprised by. Even by creators that I don't even, how do I say this politely, they're not creators I expect a lot from. But then I pick up the book and I'm like, man, like, like and that, that's the truth, is that comics are made by very passionate people. And they're putting out some of the best work of their life. Southern Cross, out of Image, by uh, Andy Bellinger and, and Becky Cloonan, is like it's the it's the allure and magic and like nostalgia of the Alien movies, but in a very current, social relevant way. And Andy Andy Bellinger gets to make this art that like is both nostalgic and very current at the same time. Even the haircuts are like something you'd see next month <laughs> you know it's like I, and but but somehow vintage and timeless so it's i mean there's great stuff out there there's great 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 comics and they're just uh exceptionally done so it we lose that we we lose that if we don't write the ship right right because like you're saying i mean if this goes away and i'm motioning because everyone can hear that um if things like this go away i mean you're gonna have nothing left but marvel and dc and probably image. And let's not, like I said, I don't want to all be doom and gloom. I've had people here all day excited about stuff. And it's, we're heading into holiday season and people are here for superheroes. It's just for the first time in a long time they've got the decision of going to Hot Topic, Martin's and Noble, Walmart, Target. Everywhere else. Or, yeah. or supporting the local comic shop. And uh, I guess my plea is support your local comic shop. Trust me, Walmart doesn't need you to buy their Funko Pops. Right. <laughs> they don't eat them. Hot Topic does not need you to go in there and buy their T-shirts. And Old Navy does not need to sell you <laughs> a Superman logo T-shirt. They, just, right. they, they don't need it. Uh, but most comics, all comic shops, all, all actual comic shops are independently owned. Let that sink in. It's an entire industry that's mom and pop, independent business, it's an entire industry in print media. Print media. Comics are the last bastion of, like, paper products. That's it. Yeah. And uh, so, so if we're going to stay connected to our previous generations, and if we're going to be the key holders to something that's been around since before the 30s, got to support the right place. And it's, it's not Hot Topic. No. It's not Target. You need a vacuum or a sweater to wear to a party. You know, there's places you can go for that. But when it comes to this, this this is ours. It's now, always going to be now, ours. Do you think somewhere out there right now there is a vacuum and sweater store where they're having a vacuum and sweater podcast and they're kind of saying the same thing about their industry? Do you think that's possible? Might be. There's, there's, there's no nerds <laughs> anymore, though. That's the thing. Like you, when I was a kid and I was like in comics, and they'd be like. Who's this guy with the skull on his chest, nerd? Right. And I'd be like, "Oh, his name's Frank Castle, and he, uh, whatever, nerd." And, like that was the that was kind of the thing. But there's no nerds anymore. Like no, people are passionate. Knows. People like 
Like, you can talk to someone about, like, Sex in the City, and they'll be like, oh, well, remember that one episode where they were on the stoop, and Miranda says to Carrie that she was babysitting, and dropped the baby off the couch, and she goes, get off my stoop. Like, fantasy sports guys. Like, those guys are NASA-like. They are Mensa in their statistical assessment of players. So there's no nerd. Everyone's a nerd. Yes. Like, like people just don't, like, like Game of Thrones. Like, they dress up like Daenerys. Like, cosplay used to be exclusive to, like, a few people at a Comic-Con, but, like, Halloween just happened. Like, you know how many elaborate Daenerys Targaryens <laughs> were showing up? Or Khal Drago's? Like, like it's, it's not exclusive to us anymore. Like, no. you know, you can talk to people about The Flash, and they know as much as you do from the show. They know the show version of it, whereas we know the comic version of it. But, um, you know, it's... If we're gonna be nerds, let's be real nerds. Don't don't be don't be the girl at the bar who's like super hot and then puts on a pair of fake glasses and is like, I'm such a nerd. Right. Don't be her. You're not a nerd. You're beautiful, and you'll always be beautiful, and you've always had a great life. Take it from the guy that got pants in high school that you have no idea. But if you're gonna be a nerd and like comics and you really want to know, come come to the right place for it do it do it right and i mean and that's the thing is it's cool now to say you're into comics too but i mean i hope it always is you know what i mean yeah yeah and, and, and i love the fact that it's become a thing and it's such a big thing but on the same vein it's talking about that same girl who puts the glass on to say she's a nerd she's also one wearing the skin tight little t-shirt with like the, the Captain America logo on it saying oh I'm so nerdy I love this shit and then it's like okay can you name me five issues and, and you know said? to an extent we got we can't challenge that like if someone wants to come on in go for it I'm not here to test your nerd cred go for it like I think it's Just awesome leave that to me yeah I'm not I don't wanna we, we gotta be welcoming to everybody but part of being wel- welcoming is, is given like proper direction and you know, I, I had I had an ad exec came into my store, and she's like, "Hey, you know, I want to sell you some commercials." And I'm like, "Great!" And she pulls up on her iPad an episode of Big Bang Theory, and the Big Bang Theory episode is the girls go where no woman has been before. Dun, 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 the comic store, and like Sheldon was saying something stupid, and she goes, "Look, it's you! It's you! Like, look at these dorks! It's you!" And I promptly was like, "I'm not buying your commercials, and I hate Big Bang Theory. Like, I hate it." hate Big Bang Theory. Like, I think it's so stupid. Um, be- because of that. There's plenty of women that go to comic stores. There's plenty of women that love comics. Uh, I'll show you my subscriber list. Right. Half of it's women. And they, they are entitled to all the respect and more that, that men get here. And uh, so, let, I want to shatter those stereotypes. Don't get me wrong. But part of it is sharing our history. Whether you're a man or a woman, if you're coming into comics, like understand the history understand the creators that came before us you know and if you want to be like oh my god I watch Flash on TV why are you crying because Steve Dillon died ill like you right. can't you can't be both yeah you, you have to step into the world I love the Flash TV show I love Arrow but like Darwin Cook died like get over it no no yeah, no nope doesn't work that way <laughs> absolutely not Darwin Cook was the guy who on the uh, bonus features DVD for New Frontier choked up with tears in his eyes talking about JFK and the moon landing because, and, it, and, and he was able to correlate that into DC superheroes like I'll, I'll respect you as a new person respect me as some re- respect our history you know that's how it's gotta be 
I hear you. And that's another thing with the local comic shops. I mean, you guys are the keepers of the history of it, too. So. Probably so, man. Like, I love that it was uh, leap year, and we were able to talk about Superman's birthday. <laughs> like, like, that was a really good opportunity. Like, oh, yeah, Superman's birthday is leap year. That's how he stays so young. And, uh, okay. like, oh, such a cool thing. <laughs> and and it, working that in every conversation, man, it's just... Just the way to go. There's, there's so much. There's there's decades and decades of awesome history to draw on, and so much of it that I still don't know. Now he referenced that he knows what time the uh, the clock has to be set to to get into the Batcave. Well, I'm not sure if he did this to sandbag me on purpose or not. <laughs> but uh, I'm on Facebook when he puts that post on, and literally, I think it was like what 20 seconds after you posted it, and I'm like, ah, I'll bet you I know this, and, and I played by the rules. I didn't Google, obviously, right? Yeah. I said, I'm thinking back to the Batman TV show for some reason. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was set at 3 p.m. I'm like, yeah, 3 p.m. Yeah, then I Googled it. I'm like, wow, I was nowhere near fucking close. Well, the clock was actually, the, so, so the grandfather clock in Wayne, at, at the Wayne Manor, is you can access the Batcave by setting it to a specific time with the hands on the yeah. clock face. It's actually 1047, which is the exact moment that his parents were shot. And that's like kind of that fun fact that people don't know but want to know. Like, people are watching that show, Gotham. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a single episode, but uh, not one. I, my, my wife, of all people, I was like, we got to start watching Gotham. It looks so good. <laughs> I watched half of season one and stopped. Uh, she barely read a comic in her life, but um, comics are marketable to the masses. So we want to get them here in the comic stores, and we want to treat them with dignity and respect. Definitely. And we want to be inclusive of everybody. Um, not naming names. Uh, I was speaking with a comic creator recently. And he was talking to a comic store about his upcoming book. And the comic shop owner said, Well, I'm just glad that DC changed that from that DCU stuff. Finally realized people don't want to read comics with the blacks in them. Whoa. And, and didn't say it as, to, as a shock moment. Like, that was part of his normal, everyday conversation. Wow. And I my heart broke that I was like man people have to like people are going to get into comics by watching Gotham or like seeing like Guardians of the Galaxy in the movie theater and they're going to they're going to encounter that guy right yeah that's yeah so the responsibility is is twofold like we have to be ambassadors but like we got to be supported at the same time and any comic shop owner who thinks that way they should not be talking it's to two, yeah, it's 2016 one two like you're chasing out a giant demographic oh yeah never mind the fact that you're treating people with disrespect which is on its own atrocious you're also it's not going to make financial sense for you mm-hmm. because I mean how many people when you hear that are going to turn around and they're not coming back to that store and they're going to tell everybody yeah. and how many of those people are going to say this one comic shop owner said something stupid they're going to say comics. Yeah, I was in a comic shop, and boom. that's what I heard. Yep. And it's a and black eye. Well. Yep. Black eye for all of us. And I'm talking I'm talking to people who... Uh, sorry, I spoke in a school recently. And, um... Inner city school. And, uh... With being able to show them hip-hop variants. Being able to show these, these young people. To be able to connect to them through pop culture meant a lot to them and to be able to say you know what superheroes look like you now it's not not for you and I didn't do that to make sales I did that to make a connection and um it means it means a lot because there is there's no them it's us it's all of it's all of us and uh 
to be able to connect with those guys was awesome. Now, what I didn't tell them was, in order to carry Marvel Hip Hop variants, I had to order 150% of you know yeah. X quantity of whatever <laughs> is it normally selling for you anyway yeah. but like more important to me I got to make a connection to marginalized part of society that's the, and that's the superhero code that's what we do we meet with people we make friends and, and we we pass on the, the lessons that superheroes teach us and I guess that's what I'm saying is Marvel needs to make that easier for me and more financially rewarding for me to do so and, and it just blows my mind that they're resistant to that and they don't see that I mean they, they, they should understand that like this is like the focal point of their empire thank you I was going to say universe but empire works even both better. applicable well boys uh, awesome talk man love you guys uh, I gotta get on the floor and, and help some people we got yes go, yeah go we got be, people go here that, ambassador yes, yes and uh, I got some buddies here I gotta talk to you but uh, not that you're not my buddies I wanna talk to you I love you guys like crazy but I'm gonna jump on the floor and and, uh, and and make some connections and make some friends and make some sales and and uh, do what I do best. But uh, thank you for having me on. I'm sure we'll talk again very shortly. Sounds okay. good. We're gonna roll into the rest of the uh, show. I love into our stuff, ladies and gentlemen. DJ Staygold, the White Morgan Freeman, Mr. Watkins, the Watkins. I don't know how many more we've got for him. But. I, I don't know. I I have a feeling we'll be coming up with names for him forever. Forever. I, I honestly think we need Jack back because he does come up with some of the weirdo names for him. So, But we're a little far into the show to do this, but Hugh, what's got you geeked? Oh, there is so much. And, you know, um, I'm actually going to talk about two things. Uh, and both of them I could have saved for Take My Money, but I'm too excited for them. So I'm just going to tell you about them. First of all, if you're not aware, the McRib is back. Oh, I'm very well aware. Okay. I, I, I saw it yesterday. That's all that needs to be said, really. Go get that tasty fake pork barbecue pickle and onion sandwich and put it in your mouth now. See, I go no pickles. Why? Because I don't like pickles in my barbecue. Yeah, I don't like pickles really on sandwiches anyway, but have you ever had one with the pickles? I have. No, okay, okay. I did because, at least give it a try. Because yeah. it actually does add something to the entire equation. All right, I as long as you tried it, I'm good. The other thing I'm uh, really geeked about, uh, not even remotely comic book related, but uh, the release of On Earth As It Is, uh, which is a uh, special edition um, DVD um, CD collection. Uh, basically, what uh, you know my favorite band is Mother Love Bone. I think we've talked about this. Have we talked about don't this? don't know if we have, but it makes sense to me with some of the other discussions we've had in the past. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite band, always has been. Um, the precursor to Pearl Jam, and just recently they finally they did an, an remastered version of. I think this is kind of like closing the door on Mother Love Bone. This is everything that's ever been recorded. Um, some live stuff, uh, a cover that Pearl Jam did of one of their songs with Chris Cornell singing recently. Nice. They just it was a recent recording, which is amazing. I was listening to it on the way over here. Uh, but there's even not. I had some collection of b-sides okay now this is stuff that was on a tape of a tape of a tape that somebody gave me or stuff back in uh not today in the internet the old days in the of the internet where you were using things like WinMX and digging and digging trying to find somebody that had this thing that had never been released i had a collection of mother love bone b-sides along with their uh, original ep and their original album release there are a couple things on this release i've never heard really yeah which First of all, I was shocked. I honestly thought I had acquired everything that was officially recorded. Um, 
but it also makes me feel like this is kind of like closing the door. Like this is it, guys. This is everything. So right. it this makes is what you've got. Yeah. yeah, it makes me a little sad uh, because there's never going to be any more. Uh, but yeah, I, it's called On Earth as it is. Uh, amazing, amazing collection. If you don't already own anything by Mother Love Bone, if you're a Pearl Jam fan, check it out. This is the band that eventually became Pearl Jam. Um, their um, lead singer Andy Wood died of a drug overdose. They brought uh, Eddie Vedder in, and Pearl Jam was born. And that's your favorite band. Yes. So it's kind of interesting how that works out. But um, amazing set, and uh, I mean, there's there's vinyl versions that are running like eighty bucks right now. Um, you can get it digitally on iTunes. Uh, amazing, amazing set. Now, how did you get it? Did you I, I, it? I did it through a digital uh, Google Play. I think has it. Nice. Is it Google Play? Because I couldn't. I mean, I have iTunes, but my iTunes. I have iTunes, but I don't use iTunes. So makes sense. Yes, I shouldn't have just said iTunes. I should have said digitally because yeah, it's not just iTunes out there. Sorry. You know, people don't know what that actually means, and it sounds really bad. That's what I do. Um, no, what that means is my children have um, gotten me sick again, and I can feel it coming on. Yeah. So I get this scratchy throat. So I'm continually just pounding liquids of the non-alcoholic variety because I figure that's probably for the best. Um, so we're just trying to keep it so I don't start sounding all froggy like this or anything like that. So, Paul, what's got you geeked? What's got me geeked? Um, it's going to be a little obtuse, and it's weird and it's because it's something I thought of on the way in here this morning and what's really got me geeked is just this like I was reflecting this morning on the drive out here about how much this means to me and this being GeekPod and it just it made me understand that short of my family this is the thing in life that makes me happiest. Aww. Being able to just sit down, hang out with my buddy, and just talk about whatever I want. And the fact that, and stop me if this sounds too ego, too egotistical, something as simple and as pure as that is starting to gain traction. Like, we're kind of becoming a thing, right? Would you agree with that? Well, I think we've been a thing. We've always been a thing. Uh, just with recent it's, developments. Yes, it, it's becoming a bigger thing. And, uh... So it's that just really, really gets me geeked. Oh yeah, I'm excited for uh, 2017. Uh, just and and would you say that all of this is like because this goes back to a discussion I had with Laura off mic that it seems in the last few months all of this seems to have springboarded for us. And I'm not just talking like popularity for the show itself, but opportunities that we've been afforded. No, I do not think that it's something that's just happened in the past few months. Um, in the past two years since I joined the program, we've been making connections here, making friends there, talking to people here. It's been a slow process. Um, I feel like what's happening is all of those things, all, all, the, all those um, those dominoes we set up are starting to fall maybe. Or, 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 I don't think it's it's sudden. I think what's ha- happening sudden is because of all the relationships we've, we've built, the bridges we've built so far. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, it feels sudden, but I don't think that it is. I think the roots of it go back as far as, I mean, just you guys get, getting in good with Teddy Haynes, the first convention you did that I, I couldn't be there for. 
Actually, know? that one wasn't Teddy Haynes. That one was Mr. Jeff Watkins. Oh, was it? Oh, yes. I wasn't there, so, so I don't know. The, the original was <laughs> Jeff Watkins, Syracuse. Uh, yeah, so, so maybe it all just goes back to our friendship with Jeff. That's really why we're successful, because of him. Yeah, everything comes right back to that, man. Look at that. <laughs> um, so, so what you're saying is it's, it's continued hard work and deliberation, not, not some uh, lucky, lucky charm that I, I have, and I'm not talking to cereal. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, that you don't have some, some good luck thing going on, because you definitely seem to, but uh, I, I really, I believe in giving credit where credit's due, you know, not giving credit to luck or chance or some magical sky daddy. Um, mystical force that yes, rules all of our... This, in a lot of this, too, is your hard work. You... You do a lot more of the talking to people and the schmoozing than I do. I mean, I may come up with a lot of the content for the program, um, but there's a whole side of it that you handle mostly just because you're the guy they know. You know, I, Not that I don't want to be involved in that, but I'm not ever in that room when those conversations happen. You know, So I would say that you deserve a lot of that credit. You know this makes me uncomfortable, right? Why? I, I mean, as, as much as we put on, and we discussed this in our podcast panel about being a character. Yeah. Well, it might sound weird... But I really don't like a spotlight showing on me like that. So when you when you're basically turning a spotlight on me and saying this is because of your hard work, that I actually do have a hard time with that. And I'm more inclined to point at some possibly fictitious good luck charm that I'm I've been trying to find and figure yeah. out what it is so I can protect it. Gotcha. Well, just so you know, I don't really care if I'm making you uncomfortable. Sorry, Paul. I figured if, if you <laughs> yeah if you had cared if you were making me uncomfortable, this wouldn't have lasted this long. Well, I, you know, if no one says it, I think it does need to be said once in a while, though. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Don't get too big of a head, though. Remember, you lose me, you'll actually have to start writing your own material. <laughs> then you might be in trouble. Uh, I think it'll be okay. Me and my ego, we can fill a show. <laughs> and evil falls back. No, I just, uh, I've just, I've done a lot of thinking about all this stuff since the last couple shows and the things that have happened and all the, the the things that have been happening along the way and it just astounds me you know what I mean I mean where we've where this started from to what it is now I would say it's it's impressive I mean especially considering uh, like I, I always tell my wife you know I'm not going over to my buddy's house and playing poker and drinking beers you know we're again building something every single time getting bigger the stuff we, we were talking about earlier for next year Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I wish you guys could be in on what could be coming. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm bursting. And I say you guys, meaning you, the, the, our friends listening. I'm bursting to discuss some of this stuff. And we can't. Probably not for months. Down boy. Disgust it. And I, did I say disgust? Disgust it. Disgust is the word I was looking for. <laughs> um... But man, I mean, like like you're saying, and I, I mean, I know this is going to come off as like we're teasing them, but so much cool stuff could be on the horizon. I agree. I mean, think about it. I want to roll back to, to episode 50. This wasn't that long ago, so it's not too hard to roll back. But we, we went around and uh, we, we were asking each other, you know, what we want to see in the coming year for GeekPod I mentioned two things a live stage show and merchandise cha-ching both of those have happened 
in months' time, <laughs> we've, made both, we've made both of those things happen. Did you get it? What's up, because we probably should discuss the fact that we now have oh, yeah. Honest to God merchandise. We haven't actually talked about that on no, Mike, have we? No, that has not been brought Good God. Up. Paul. It just kind of quietly got rolled out, and um, it's a thing now. It is a thing. Uh, we have our own Zazzle store, and you can uh, purchase an assortment of Geek Pod related uh, paraphernalia, uh, some custom designed t shirts. Now, you know, Paul didn't take my original design and roll with it. He actually went and redesigned the exact same design I came up with originally, just so he could say he did it. No, it was just because I didn't know how to find it. Because wasn't yours originally through Zazzle, too? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't find it, so that's why I just had to remake you know, everything. You could have let me know. I could have sent it to you. Yeah, but you know how I work. I just do stuff, and then I tell you, oh, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I, I could have saved you some time there. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, there's some awesome other stuff there, though. Some new T-shirt designs, a Boom Science T-shirt. We've got a jersey, uh, which is a design so clever, I am angry at myself for not thinking of it first. <laughs> I'm very um, proud of that one. Yeah, I think yeah. when I actually do start acquiring some of our own merchandise, because I have none other than the shirt that you made for me last year, um, that is going to be one of the first ones I get, yeah. along with my new favorite one that I'm not even sure if you've seen yet. Oh, maybe I haven't. Which one's that? The Pod Horror T-shirt. Oh, I have not seen that. That, um, <laughs> Which I noticed today. Dude, I finally, after all this time, got some stuff on my shirt. Oh. It's stained. I need a new shirt now. And now you can do it. Look at that. Go right to the Zazzle store and get a new shirt. Not at that price. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, a bunch of different t-shirt designs. Yeah. Like I said, we've got a, uh, a Boom Science, which is one of my personal favorites. I just, uh, the text message from you was the best. I get from the, from Hugh after I sent him the link to the store. Love the Boom Science. Copyright that shit now. <laughs> He's yeah. Honest. Which I haven't done yet, so don't steal it, people. Yeah, that should have been done. That's why we haven't talked about because this yet. Because we haven't done our due diligence yet. Yeah. Um, there are stickers. We have bumper stickers out there. Um, what I'm going to call the official badge of the Legion of Geeks is probably my favorite bumper sticker. And the oval one that just says Geek G33K. That's it. In our... Our normal font. It looks just like our logo. Uh, that was actually by request. Yeah. Laura wanted that. Nice. I mean, even Laura has merch on there. Her hashtag chicks that rock has a shirt and I believe a sticker. Okay. I'm trying to remember everything else that's on there because it was exciting. Hoodies. Now they can just go to Zazzle and search Geekpod G33KPOD and find that? Yes. The, the store is called shop underscore Geekpod. There's links to it on our website, on the Facebook page. If you follow our links on there, it also um, helps us out a little bit because it gives us a... Not royalty. What's the other word we're looking for? A cut percentage. We, we get a percentage for sending them there our way. We're, uh, it's, so, I mean, if you want to help us out because, you know, Zazzle's making most of the money off of this. <laughs> so, Zazzle's making really just about all the money. Yeah. <laughs> But we have merchandise, and that's what's It's important. exciting, yes. You know what? I don't think we've been on there yet. Ball caps. I don't need a cap for my balls. I do, because I keep sitting on them. <laughs> it, it's just a fact of life, dude. I mean, you got to deal with it. Yes, don't be a little girl about it. You know, dust the glitter off your nuts and just deal with it like a man, okay? I do. I usually just say, howie, 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 and just move on. <laughs> But yes, that's that's what got me geeked is all that that stuff that's been happening for us. So thank you, Magic Relic, or hard work, whichever it is. 
It, you know what it is? That that magic relic. It's one. It's one of my piercings. I'm not going to tell you which one. <laughs> well, it's better than some people. Other people are trying to tell us it's them, and I'm like, no, the timeline doesn't fit. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. If I had to get, nah, I'm not going to guess on Mike. <laughs> That is one hell of a hat. Like yeah, it is. Awesome hat. So, uh, do we want to roll into the news for this week? Let's do this, because okay. this is going to be a supersized episode, since we're just starting the episode at an hour in. Yeah, well, you know, I, we could probably trim things up a bit. I actually thought we were going to record the regular uh, show, and then just have Jeff sit in, but we kind of did it backwards, so... Let's uh, hammer some news out of the way. I got some interesting stuff this week. So first up, I only watch generic movies to save money. The AMC theater chain is looking at putting a variable movie pricing into place across the U.S. AMC CFO, his name is Craig Ramsey, is considering higher ticket prices for big tentpole and blockbuster movies. So it might cost more to see the next Avengers movie, but the tickets might be lower for smaller indie movies. Now... First of all, what I want to do is say, I would suggest we burn his house down, but there's too much hate in this country already, so we're not going to go there. Uh, but I am willing to bet that if they raise the price for uh, blockbuster movies, they're not going to drop the price for lower ones. I mean, this is the definition of cash grab, and yeah. it, it actually kind of makes me super, super angry. Because it should. Yeah, I mean, that. You know, this is not the same as buying Coca-Cola versus generic Wegmans brand. Wait, Wegmans is a bad... Uh, uh, now, W-Pop's a bad example. Uh, because even some, if you go to Wegmans, some of their brand stuff is more expensive than the national brands. Let's talk <laughs> Price Shopper. Uh, the difference between getting Coca-Cola and Price Shopper soda. We're not talking... I go in to see, okay, Don't Breathe or Doctor Strange, okay? Two uh, recent movies that, you know, were fairly popular. One, an indie horror flick. The other is a big, you know, uh, comic book blockbuster. Yeah. Um, I should not be paying a different price unless it's a different time of day or a different kind, like a a 3D IMAX, something like that. Standard movie. This is not like going into McDonald's and getting, you know, supersizing your value meal, all right? Uh, Not the way to handle this, and I have a feeling if they uh, actually went ahead and did this, there'd be huge backlash. Yeah. A lot of people aren't going to AMC theaters anymore, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, Next up, I can't really top this title, so I'm not even going to try to throw a joke in there. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Doomed, the untold story of Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, is now available. Not really sure what else there is to say there, unless you don't know what that is. Paul, you have a look on your face like you don't know what that is. Oh, I didn't know Doomed was a thing, but I've seen the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie, so I'm yeah. very interested in Yeah, so there's thing. a documentary talking about Roger Corman's Fantastic Four movie. Uh, apparently, you know, it's not the best documentary in the world, but if this is something that's interests you, if you're a comics fan, if you've heard legends of this and haven't actually seen the movie, certainly nice to see a behind-the-scenes thing. I mean, the movie itself has never been released, but we have a documentary about a movie that's never been released. That's a bit meta there, but yeah. um, what the hell. Uh, it's certainly worth a look if you are... Um, get interested in the obscure history of comic books and now for something so vague it's almost not news apparently in some way or form some green lantern will be some part of the justice league movie that is all right i saw that too Next up, now I'm imagining a bunch of directors on a character selection screen. The James Wan produced Mortal Kombat reboot is found as a director. His name is Simon McQuaid, and McQuaid, I'm sorry, McQuaid. And he's been tapped to put the fa- a fatality on Greg Russo's script and get this thing made. Now, no release date as Wan since he wants to take time to make the movie that we deserve, a good one. Uh, I find it odd that you were, we're in a world now where we really deserve a good Mortal Kombat movie. I had to let that sink in a little bit. Um, but, you know, what the hell? You never know. And, you know, that's the news, kids. Now let's go clean some swastikas off memorials in the name of atheism. <laughs> I love your non-sequiturs. <laughs> they might be my favorite thing ever right now. <laughs> Actually, you know what? 
I do want to throw one more thing in there. Um, this kind of fell into news. It fell into take my money. It also fell into um, I was done eating breakfast in front of my computer, putting this all together, and didn't have time to really work this into anything. Uh, but there was something interesting that uh, came out um, past couple days. You're familiar with Injustice. You've been playing Injustice, right? Yes. Okay. Injustice 2, we're aware that it's happening. We've seen videos of it. Um, Ed Boon has come out and did a poll asking what characters people would like to, you know, secret characters they'd want. Because these kind of games always have secret characters. Now, Injustice, not as much as Mortal Kombat X did. Mortal Kombat X had a bunch of horror movie-themed and sci-fi movie genre characters. You know, Alien, Predator... Jason Voorhees and Leatherface were all in that game. Freddy Krueger was in it too, wasn't it? Uh, in the, the previous version the previous of Mortal, one? Okay. Mortal Kombat. Oh, trust me, if Freddy Krueger had been in this with Jay... I, why? Why can't they put both of them in the same thing? Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, he went out and asked what characters... He did a poll online. What characters, genre characters would you like to see? Now, if you look at their history, a lot of times when they do something like this, all of these characters are probably going to end up in the game. They're trying to find out which ones to release first, maybe. Gotcha. Um, yeah. so, but generally, their history shows they, that you're probably going to see them all. So he said, Terminator, okay, Spawn, all right, Hellboy. Nice. And wait for it, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sweet. If I hadn't planned on getting this game um, almost immediately, that pretty much sealed it for me. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Oh, it looks like we have Jeff coming back to sit down with us again. Let's plug him in. There we go. You're back in. What up, yeah? <laughs> just in time. We just wrapped up the news segment. Awesome. What were you guys talking about? Uh, a little bit of video games. Nice. Uh, Did we talk about uh, Syracuse Comic Con that happened last weekend? No. We have not really touched on it yet, other than the fact that we were talking about how it looks like uh, next year is going to be a pretty big year for everybody. It's awesome. Uh, it's a great event, man. You did a great job. And, and, uh, Thank you. I guess, I guess it's safe to announce that he and I have now become partners on this. So, Yay! Uh, <laughs> this is super exciting. So some, some razzle-dazzle on the way, for sure. Uh, great, great show. It Met was. some great people. Um, he really thought outside the box, and it was, it was awesome. A lot of cookie-cutter stuff going on, and that was not... No, that, that was an impressive show, especially for a first time out of the gate. Yeah. I mean, we were treated... I mean, we say this a lot about a lot of the shows we do, but we were really treated like rock stars. There. Good. Yeah. I mean, we, we were given a panel room for the day. He said, it's yours, do what you want. Yeah, he's got some good stuff going on. Great ideas, and I'm really looking forward to working together and excited. Excited. And, and, and I know the previous segment, I kind of... There was a little bit of doom and gloom, but, I mean, I'm really, really excited about what's what's in the pipe. I'm excited about what's going on in the future. Like, there's a lot of great comics out. I mean, there's some there's some great titles that are just like, just awesome, awesome stuff, man. So, I'm wildly excited. I didn't see Doctor Strange yet. Um, kind of weird because I worked on that script as a consultant for Marvel. <laughs> and, um, you know what's funny is I have an excuse for not seeing it because we've been doing these, you know, the past couple weekends we're doing events and things like that. It's been stuff. busy. My mother-in-law has seen it twice. I get My that too. Yeah. I, I did what? get a chance to see it. I've seen it. I tried to, to scan the credits but they were going by so quick I couldn't. And I was stuck in the front row. So. Oh, man. <laughs> can hurt yourself. Hurt your neck. Uh, no, I, um, I haven't... My, first of all, my uh, my stepdaughter is grounded, so she's not allowed to go to the movies, which means we're all not allowed to go You're to the movies because no, yeah. something we want to see together. But uh, also busy, you know, with with comic cons, with events. You know, there's uh, it seems like there's an event 
every weekend. Uh, we did Albany Comic Con the week prior. Oh, I got myself sick because I DJed an event all night long and then did Albany Comic Con. It was a 24-hour workday, literally a 24-hour shift. Uh, so turns out when you're 40, you can't work 24 hours in a row and not right. get sick. Who knew? Oh, that's right. Everybody. Everybody knows. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I missed. I, I, so I've not seen Dr. Strange yet. I missed that one so far. Uh, so far. But I will see it. Um, and I'm excited about it. You know, what's funny, Jeff, is uh, I finally, now that it, it came out digitally, I've had a chance to watch Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. You're going to hate this, but I actually kind of like the movie. No, I mean, I don't hate that, that you like it. I, I wasn't a bad... It wasn't a bad movie. I feel like it was a bad comic book movie. It was. I feel like it was. It just didn't honor the history. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I could pick out things that, that could have done better, and I agree with what you we talked about about how they could have handled Joker and Harley. Uh, what I thought was funny though is at the end of the movie, my wife goes to me. Now we watched the extended version. I don't know if how this differed from what was in the uh, theaters. Sure. Uh, but she said to me, I don't either, but. You know, uh, with all the talk about, you know, this is all about Joker and Harley and everyone was mad about it, uh, she's like, they were barely in the film, and I thought it was pretty good. You know, that was her, the, the not we take on it. She she enjoyed it, and I... Yeah, my issue wasn't that they weren't in there enough. My issue was no, that they no. weren't done correctly. No, I know that. I know that. Um, I don't know how much more they're in the extended. I've read that there was a lot more film that didn't make it, you know, but... I just think it's a way better movie if Joker's trying to kill Harley the whole time, and Harley <laughs> thinks she's trying to res- he's trying to rescue her. Like, how much better is that movie? Because <laughs> that is more faithful to the relationship that we've seen. So I, I just think they missed the mark. I'm on the opposite side of this one. I still haven't seen that. I was flipping through the guide last night, and I saw that it's up for on demand now, and I'm like... Still not spending money on this. I'm not. Gonna... It, you know, it was worth it, and I'll do you one better because Laura said she didn't like it, but she was going to buy it. Um, I actually really did. I mean, it's not number one movie of the year by any stretch of the imagination. It certainly had a lot of flaws, and they could have done a better job with the source material. But as a movie, I was entertained. I enjoyed it. You know, I, I thought it was a pretty good movie. It, a bit of a mess narratively as well, but. I didn't feel like I wasted my time, and I certainly would watch it again if it popped up on cable. Interesting. That, that's what I'm waiting for, is cable. Just, but but that being said, just because we spoke about yeah. it last time I stopped at the store. It's a good... I mean, it's not a bad movie. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I just expected, expected more. But um, comic-wise, DC's putting out such great stuff, it's hard for me to, to, be, to be mad about anything. <laughs> There's just some really good stuff coming out from them. Uh, people are loving it. People are embracing it. Flash is Flash and Wonder Woman are like in my top ten sellers. Really? It's good. I can't keep Flash and Wonder Woman in, and I keep ordering more, and I still can't <coughs> satiate the demand. Like I'm like, well, I got to order way more Wonder Woman and way more Flash. And then you do, and they're still gone. Still can't. By the time they get here, I can't even fill subscriptions anymore that's good it does my heart good when Flash is like a top 10 book like that 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 makes me happy Flash and Wonder Woman both are just kicking so much ass right now uh, on the racks and Harley Quinn obviously I mean it's a no brainer (coughs) Suicide Squad I mean it's Jim Lee like come on Uh, and I'm interested in seeing what other creators are doing as well because you know 
Scott Slater and Jeff Lemire have a new book coming out from Image called AD After Death, and that shows up this week on Wednesday. And then uh, the, the the concept is that a scientist created a cure for. Oh, nice! And the ramifications of what happens when you do that. I mean, that's fascinating. And I mean, Jeff Lemire can read the phone book, and I'd be like, "Yep, fascinating." <laughs> <laughs> Same with Scott Snyder, but uh, to have two of them on a book that's very prose intense and the, the concept sounds awesome uh, former DC creators on Batgirl Babs Tarr Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher have a book coming out from Image called Motor Crush which I'm like beside myself with excitement to read I can't wait to read that um, there's just some some great stuff coming out from everybody there's so much good stuff it's so good hopefully it translates well because like I mean back to what we were discussing get people in the door I mean they've, they've got to know about this right yeah but that's the stuff you can't get from TV like Outcast and Preacher and all these great shows like they're innovative but you know you, if you get you want to get the ground floor Comic Shop's the way to do it and uh, I'm so so psyched on some of this stuff Image is just putting out hit after hit uh, Green Valley recently came out it's only two issues in didn't get to read issue two we sold out of it nice before I even could like get it to the wall um, I wasn't here f- for all of Unpacking Tuesday, so I was like Wednesday morning. I'll read a couple. So I grabbed a couple comics to sit down and read, and uh, someone came over and goes, "I need your Green Valley." Like literally bought it from my hands as I was flipping <laughs> through the pages. I was like, "Well, I got two pages in." Right. Um, Jessica Jones from Marvel. Yeah. Uh, issue one left me scratching my head a little bit because it opened up. It opened up. You know, I didn't know if the consequences of Civil War II's conclusion led into what was going on with Jessica Jones or if Brian Michael Bendis was intentionally kind of jumping in in the middle of the story because um, uh, not to spoil it for anybody uh, but Jessica Jones number one opens up with Jessica and Luke Cage's baby in hiding Jessica in prison Luke Cage wanting to know where their child was and uh, I mean it, it throws you in the middle of the, of the, of the punches like you're in the middle of the fight it's like not why am I in a fight it's like I'm just getting jumped here like whoa like it throws you right in the action and I don't know if that is a fallout from Civil War 2 or just the way Bendis fashioned the story we'll have to see and um, you know and I, I get, again that goes back to some of the issues I'm kind of taking with Marvel right now like we got champions of Jessica Jones coming out but Civil War hasn't wrapped up yet and those two are reliant on the conclusion of Civil War right. you have Riri Williams showing up and we know Tony Stark isn't around just that's all we know right now more yeah. than that but Jessica Jones issue two came out, and now I'm, I'm, I'm more intrigued than I was even with issue one, where it just comes to the conclusion. It's like, look, that's awesome that uh, the dynamic is there, but how did we get there? And now I'm just kind of like fascinated with it, so I'm, I'm really uh, interested in, in in where it goes. And uh, now, come on over, guys. Um, but the uh, I'm wondering now if Ulysses, the character who can experience potential futures I'm wondering if he I wonder if he saw something about their child and that's because Jessica's well intended Jessica Jones doesn't like she's all of us in the sense she's she's the you that shows up 15 minutes late for work because your dryer broke and you couldn't do your laundry which has happened to me this week like people can you know you can say I'm on top of it I'm not on top of it none of us are on top of it Right. We can be. You can't be a parent and a hero, and you just can't. That doesn't exist. None, none of that happens. So, 
I identify with Jessica Jones. I'm real interested in seeing if something happened where Ulysses saw this child. So she's got this child protected. Stay away from your dad. Stay away from superheroes. Stay away from all of it. So Jessica Jones, only two issues out from Marvel, and I'm hooked. I'm like fascinated. Um, I'm on board. I'm really on board. You know, I wonder if that's jarring for people. Because I know the first issue, we've talked about it on Mike, and uh, I found it very jarring. I thought it was good. I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. The same thing, I'm like, what's going on here? Man, talk about the person who finishes the show up on Netflix, walks into a comic store, sees Jessica Jones, number one, and picks that up. Mm-hmm. Do you think they come in and pick up number two? No. Coming from Netflix, they're confused. Yes. They're thrown. They have no idea that Luke Cage, the other show they're watching on Netflix, and Jessica Jones have a child. Right. No, it's not, it's not as user-friendly. And again, it's my job as an ambassador to explain that. You have to, yeah, to bridge that gap for them. Yeah. Yes, and that, and a good comic store owner can do that successfully. But um, I just wish it was a little more user user friendly. Is that a good uh, is that a good yeah. good descriptive term? You know, or there was more synergy between the two different parts. Without a doubt, yeah. Thank you. But ju- just to put this man's powers into perspective, with being able to bridge that gap for people, he sold me on the Flintstones. Oh, Flintstones, I think it was number five? Yeah. The, best comic, best single issue of the year. Holy crud. I'm not a Flintstones guy. I'm not a Hanna-Barbera guy. And I'm, I definitely probably didn't even intend to read it. But it was an issue that tackles, uh, you know, it's, it's a Jurassic-era family tackling uh, marriage and, and gay marriage. Or as we know it, just, just marriage. marriage. <laughs> but um, it's uh, one of the most relevant books I've read this year. Mind-blowing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> if you had told me six months ago that Flintstones number... Is it five? I believe it was Flintstones five. number five was one of the most socially relevant comics of the year. My jaw would hit the floor. My but it is. We, we had this discussion, and he was like, here, just read it. Just, you know, he, he was just going to let me read it in the shop. I'm like, no. no I walked out with Flintstones number five. Good one. That's Speaking of, i got to bridge the gap. i got some people here, and I, I'm going to... I hate to excuse myself again, but i got a store full of people, yeah. and I... You have your purpose here. We have ours. Gotta make that paper. <laughs> That's, That's right. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Love you guys. So while we're on the topic of comics, yeah. should we roll into the... the, the, the I think it works. Um, going to tell you, I kind of fudged my uh, recommendations this week and my, uh, my review um, only because, well, first of all, we've been very busy. Second of all, I really don't know. The only difference would be I would have specific issues and numbers to throw at you had I done the research. But basically, uh, my favorite book of the last of this past week, whatever the current Spider-Man book is, my the book I recommend next week, whatever the current Spider-Man book is. And by Spider-Man, I mean related titles because the clone conspiracy uh, is now in full swing. It is um, swinging through all of the Spider titles: Silk, Prowler. Um, Are you reading Prowler? I, I I'm covering everything because uh, because so far this has been excellent I'm and so far behind on all of these I, I, all I have to say is I, I'm not let down yet now that doesn't mean that you know, you know anything that has the word clone in it traditionally a Marvel ends up being yeah um, you know everybody's complained about everything Dan Slott's done with Spider-Man since he took over and you know what the character continues Selling, being the, the biggest selling comic they have, I think, um, and sure. it's all been amazing. So when somebody yeah, has I that track, or, no, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. It was good, uh, but I'm going to have to go give them the benefit of the doubt, um, just because it's all been great so far. 
and right now we're in the thick of it. So I'm sticking with that until uh, until we see what happens. Uh, I will say that um, I did check out what was it um, the title where him and Mary Jane are still together. Renew your vows. Renew your vows. Uh, issue because that's one. an ongoing now. Yeah, right? it's an ongoing yeah. now. That was fantastic. Was it? Good. Oh, it's because now the whole family has powers. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful and exactly what you want it to be. That's awesome. exactly where you know where the Amazing Spider-Man probably would be now. Yeah. If, yeah. If, I mean, it's like you said. I mean, where the roadmap's gone now, you're definitely digging. Yeah. But um, I did my my research this morning as well. But first, I want to go go back to the clone conspiracy. Okay. I hear uh, my favorite Spider character has reemerged. Which character? Oh, Kane. Yes. 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 He has. Um, were that, they that a? My interest. Were they um, expiration date? It would seem. So. Uh, yeah, again, like I said, this is this has been great. I, I don't want to spoil anything for you because yeah, I want because you to I'm check curious. it out. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, amazing stuff so far. All tying back into uh, Spider Verse, um, some of it anyway. Kane's part of it at least. Um, I mean, it, it's tough because you know you hate to come into this, um, especially on local comic shop day, and recommend something from the big two. Um, but <laughs> that's typically what I do anyway. Yeah, but you know, it's it's kind of hard to do that because. You know, like Jeff, it has the advantage of being able to read this stuff and recommend it to people. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really have that advantage, no. so no, we don't. Uh, you know, you got to stick with what you can afford. Uh, but right now, uh, what they're doing in um, the Clone Conspiracy so far has been great. They have not dropped the ball. It has not turned into something ridiculous like the first time around. So, I think you're going to see they're going to try real hard to make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I, I think that's the idea here is probably to wash the. the <laughs> I almost went the wrong direction with that. Yeah. Um, wash the taste with anything that's surrounded by clone. Yeah. Away. I also think that if he pulls this off, this is probably going to cement Slot as one of the. And I don't. We don't know how far his run's going to go, but. <laughs> I cracked myself up. Actually, I should say Slot cementing his slot as one of the uh, the best Spider-Man writers of all. I mean, this. It, since um, brand new day, I mean, how many years has it been? Got a lot now. I, I don't even know how many years, right? Yeah, uh, and and he's been dogged by um, naysayers from day one. You know, with with the biggest retcon that pissed the most people off, oh, yeah. the undoing of the marriage, and he's still killing it. So nothing but a, yeah. I hope we get to meet him one of these days. That would be fantastic, and maybe with some of the big things coming up, that could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. You never know. So what is uh, your recommendation for the week? My recommendation, the, the, the one that I read, and I, I suggest you come and get out from this past week, Thanos number one. Um, while I'm still not sold on villains having their own ongoings, um, this was a good book. It's got a really interesting premise. Um, this is uh, written by Jeff Lemire with our, by uh, Mike Diodato Jr. Looks phenomenal. It, it's a good read. Um, basically, it... it, it we look back in on what's been going on since Thanos abandoned his post with his group there, the Black, whatever the hell they're called. I've lost. I it. don't even. This is the the galactic stuff. I don't read. Yeah, so. you're not you're not a cosmic guy. Well, he basically his group from what Infinity when that was out, and he had his whole group of evil bastards helping him out. He apparently abandoned them to go off and do what he had to do, and life moves on from that. And his right-hand man, 
Corvus Glaive had taken over, and, and like he, it was his empire now. Nothing else comes back, <laughs> and um, eliminates him, takes the seat of power, and uh, only to find out that there's people moving against him, namely his son Thane, <laughs> which we, we was introduced in Infinity, and um, who's backing Thane? The Mistress Death. And there is a couple final pages reveal that makes it very interesting. I don't want to give away because it is. I mean, the book's not even a week old. I'm not giving away the reveal. But it's going to be a very interesting concept for the story. It's um, I'll, I'll, I think I'm definitely going to stick with this at least for a few issues yeah. to see how it plays out. Artwork's amazing in it. It's really good stuff. I suggest you check it out. Um, I mean, it's not again. It, it's kind of me phoning it in because Marvel Cosmic, you know. <laughs> So, and it's funny because my, my recommendation for next week, Amazing Spider-Man Annual 1. Really? Yes. And it's for one reason only. Wayne Brady is writing a backup story in it. <laughs> what? Yes. And, and they're marketing it as the funniest Spider-Man story ever. So I'm extremely curious about this. I'm going to have to check this out next week. I did not know that, so. All right, that makes sense. Um, wow. Brady. Yeah. How, how the hell did that happen? I have no idea. That's yeah. That's all. That's all I got on that. Huh? Well, Paul, where can they pick these comics up? Right where we're sitting. Well, not right where we're sitting. Right now. When we move, we could put comics here. Yes, we could. But right here at Cloud City Comics and Toys in the Shopping Town Mall. Actually, you know, I want to make another recommendation too. Not for comic books, but for food. Would you? Yeah. Can I can I give a plug to something that doesn't pay us yet? You certainly can. I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, I had lunch yesterday at San Miguel Mexican Restaurante on State Street, uh, across the street from St. Joe's. Um, amazing food. Really? Amazing. I haven't had good Mexican in ages. I, 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 we don't usually you know plug stuff unless you know we have a sponsorship, but uh, got to put it out there. This was great. You need to check it out. I went in there and ordered their. Uh, Basically, their their L platter or whatever. Basically, a little bit of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, refried beans to me. I mean, yeah, I don't mind them. They're basically something to put on something else so the other stuff sticks to it. That's their purpose. Oh my god, these things were so good yeah. by themselves. Tasted of bacon and everything. My wife loved the rice. We've been looking for a place that had traditional Mexican rice because, like you know, I like papagallos. I like their burritos, but it's like Uncle Ben's rice. Oh, I got you. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. So we finally found a place of good rice. The beans are amazing. Got it. I had a chili rianos for the first time. Um, do you know what that is? No. It is a chili. They're usually about this big. Okay. okay. Stuffed with cheese, breaded and fried. Ooh. This was this big. Like you're, you're, the, the hand yeah. motion you're making yeah. now is probably the size of like a really good egg roll if you get a really good Chinese place. No, that's a little wider than an egg roll. It was bigger okay. than an egg roll. No, like two egg rolls. Okay. Cut yeah, into this thing. So I'm cutting into this thing. I'm like, oh, look, I see some cheese. And then it starts lot of melted cheese coming out across the plate. It was amazing. Even the taco, the plain little taco this thing came with, was one of the best I've ever had. Like, how can you say, you know, oh, I had a really good taco. Tacos are all the same. Tacos are tacos, generally. Yeah. This, this this was exceptional, so I would say uh, check it out if you get the chance. I, I think um, I might. I was kind of blown away. Really not far away from uh, my workplace. I can, I can jog over there um, with, with, within my um, hour lunch. 
Yeah, they, they actually have a, a really a lunch special that they call the Speedy Gonzales, which I think <laughs> is for people that are in a hurry. I also wanted uh, to show this today. Do you see that giant pile of leaves? I do. The ones on the other side of the uh, sidewalk? Yeah, the one on the other side of the sidewalk. Yes, I do. It's quite expensive. Yeah, it's a pretty big pile of leaves. Those are the leaves that I raked out of my backyard yesterday. Do you know how many trees I have on my property? The same amount I do, don't you? A big old zero. Zero, yeah. yeah. I think they're being imported now because the same thing happened in my house. All of a sudden, I, I have way more leaves than anything else going on over there and it's not just it's not normal my back hurts my shoulders are kind of numb right now um it was ridiculous but that's what i tackled yesterday that's no fun i I don't it's also not really geek relevant but i don't care because it's it's our show yeah we can do what we want to do um i do what i want it seems like i had something else i wanted to discuss i've lost it now well you've got a list there did you yeah we've kind of blasted through that list we have um, completely blasted through that list. Well, maybe that means this is the world's way of telling us it's time to wrap it up. Yes, and it is getting reasonably long. I mean, we've, this is this is an hour and a half episode. That's so it. That's it. It seemed longer, didn't it? It did. I thought it was like an hour and a half of uh, you know just talking with Jeff here before we went into the other stuff. Hey, nothing wrong with that. It's, oh, it's no, been a good not day. At all. Um, very good day, I would say. It looks like things are picking up here, too, so. Yeah, so we'll let uh, the spotlight go back to Jeff, because I know he feels guilty when he can't come sit in. So, um, I'm going to let you do it. You, you can send us home. You can either do it like we normally would, or uh, you can come up with your own line to end this for us. You know, if you were going to have me come up with my own line to end I the show... I shouldn't do it on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I, I probably could. Yeah. I just, Actually, I was going to say, um, um, what about the WTF file? Yeah, I'm not doing it today. No? I'm, I refuse to do another one until I have something really cool to say. And I just don't. That's just. I think it's because it's been so crazy between everything we've been doing and work life, which you said I shouldn't share some of those stories. Yes. <laughs> probably for the best. Yes. Um... I'd like you to remain employed. Yes, so would I, because it kind of helps. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I think I'm going to let those go until there's something worthy of our audience to hear, instead of just cobbling something together. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to take it as homework to come up with my own line to end the show. I'm not going to do that on the spot. It's got to be good. I don't blame you there. I get it, because I did. I did put you on the spot. But it does give us now. You'll have your line. I'll have my line. Any way we throw it, it'll work. It'll be seamless. With just a little bit of planning, and a little bit of effort, and a little bit of heads up. Yes, instead of just saying, hey, do this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks for that, Paul. I appreciate it. Anytime. So am I just doing it? Yeah. Do that? All right, ladies and gentlemen. Germs, I guess. Wow, I, it's, this is why we're done, because I have words no more. Yeah, but no more words. Let's peace out. production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.